Hey, this is Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I'm joined by... This is Zach Stevens of Sabotage, TSO, and Archangel. It's an honour to be chatting to you tonight, and congratulations on Fallen. It gets released in a few days' time. How are you feeling now as release date approaches? Oh, feeling pretty good. Um, we've got some, you know, great feedback from it, you know, from the fans and everything. And we've already played a couple of shows. Uh, they happen to be on a cruise ship, but at, at any rate, 70,000 tons of metal. Uh, so kind of a wild way to start things off. So we gave the crowd a little bit more than half the album uh, in the live shows. Uh, and, and both shows, as a matter of fact, um, so we could, you know, put a little teaser out there and still not give the whole thing away. Um, so it's been fun, and we had some good uh, reactions from the folks on the ship. So things are, you know, pretty good. We're feeling pretty good about things. That's awesome to hear. Of course, you've already released a few singles as well. Pleased are you with the responses to those? We're very pleased, uh, especially for the first video, Fallen. That one got a lot more views than we ever really expected. We got it shared quite a lot out there, and it uh, seemed to, you know, be well received. Uh, we had a lot of good feedback on the, you know, the lyrical content and just the, you know, the song itself. And then we came out with "Rise," the second. Uh, it, it basically was introduced as a download, the first one available for download. Uh, and it was just basically not a, not a video, but just the song itself was released. So that one had a good response. So we had a good pre-sales. The label's very happy. Uh, says it's their number one most anticipated album um, of the of this year so far. So that looks good with the numbers and everything. And you know, it looks like people are enjoying it. So we're you know feeling pretty happy about that. I'm not surprised. So can you tell us how long did the album take to complete and whose idea was the concept of the angel and the band's name? Well, we started getting material last year, early in the year, um, started listening to song ideas and stuff like that from our producer and guitarist, uh, Aldo uh, Lonobile from Italy. And that started pretty fast. So we had a lot of material to go through. So we had the first five songs finished by probably March. Then it slowed down a little bit. We started trying to get the, we got about, it took another two or three months to get, you know, the rest of the songs completed, get the vocals recorded and get everything mixed. So we finished uh, last September. So I think it took about a good six or seven months maybe a little bit longer, seven and a half months to complete the process. We started first talking about it. It took most of the 2019. It took January to September. So then we started talking about it in 2018, in the last part of the year, at the very end of the year, somewhere around Christmas or something. So that was about the uh, the whole scope of that. And then uh, Frontiers notified us that they wanted to have a, a, you know, they wanted it to be a band and hopefully not just a project. Uh, where you record, you put out albums, and then you basically don't tour. They, I'm sure they have uh, plenty of those projects out there that have no intention of touring. So they said, you know, we'd like to see this be a band where you can go play some shows. And we said, okay. Well, we agreed. We didn't want to just have a project band with no shows. So we, so they said, what's the band going to be called? So they threw that out there to us. And we were working on the band name probably around March or April of last year. 
And my wife, Catherine, basically, I said, uh, she's a great lyricist and, you know, she does a ton of music work herself, writing for outside entities, TV shows and movies and things like that. So I said, would you like to take on the lyrics? She said, well, I have a really cool concept in mind that relates back to Greek Gnosticism, a, a long forgotten religion, very old Greek religion. And um, she said, have you ever heard of an archon? And I was like, yeah, a, a few times, but I wasn't really sure what it was. So she said, it's basically like an angel. I said, well, Archangel, that sounds pretty cool. And she goes, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So basically she came up with the name. And then I said, well, you can run with that concept if you want to use the concept, you know, lyrically. So pretty much all of that was handled by my wife, Catherine. I said, this time I want to kind of have a situation where I'm Milton John and you be Bernie Taupin, and uh, we'll kind of go like that. <laughs> so that made me able to really concentrate on the vocal content and the vocal melodies and arrangements and just be uh, you know, a consultant to the overall project, the mix, the, the songs, the, the final touches, and that kind of thing. So that was very, I'm very comfortable in that role. So all in all, we had probably about eight people working on the concept writing the songs within the band and both outside the band. So that was a pretty big team, and uh, everybody did a great job. I, I wanted a good team effort, and I wanted everybody to have, you know, tasks that they could handle and do a great job of it without having to be spread too thin. So uh, everybody had a great time, and, you know, I just said, hey, it's all about the album. Let's put, let's make, let's take the great pains to do it the best we can just to make songs that people enjoy because without a great album, we really don't have too much after that. So that was really the rallying call and the philosophy of the whole thing. So I think everybody did a, a really decent job. have had some awesome input into the songwriting for the album how hard has it been to choose then which songs to use and which ones to leave out we didn't really have that many that that didn't make it we had probably about four or five songs that didn't make the cut and that might have been because we had one or a couple too many very epic songs much like maybe the Return of the Storm. So we had a couple of extra very long songs. So you can really only put one of those type songs in the group if we wanted to kind of keep it really rocking um, on the on the regular rock song side. Uh, so that's the path we chose there. So that was kind of an easy decision. And probably only a couple of other songs that were just regular rock songs that just didn't quite measure up to some of the other regular rock songs on the record. Um, at first, we were writing music to, I actually said, don't get, you know, mythologically conceptual and, and, you know, all that stuff that people have been doing for so long. And plus, I've done quite a few concept records in my career, too. So I was not really going in that direction. But when but when I heard about the, the character that we could use, the Archon himself and following the life of the Archon and the, and the times and and the, the trials and tribulations of this central character and how we can take that into subsequent albums in the future, then I was like, okay, well, that I, I kind of like that. And uh, then all of a sudden, a record that was having songs written to not be a concept album 
now all of a sudden becomes somewhat of a concept album. So, <laughs> so it's kind of cool because I said, let's have regular rock songs too. So I think that it worked out good where we could actually just work regular, you know, type, you know, regular good rock songs into somewhat of a conceptual situation. And so what would you say then is your favorite song on the album today and why? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I like The Serpent because it just kind of reminds me of a lot of different things. And it's it's kind of cool. Uh, it has a good meaning in the story. And also, I like Return of the Storm because it's just a – it reminds me of sort of a little bit of the old days with, with Sabotage, that oceanic feel to it, the orchestral riffs and the composition that Aldo came up with especially in the in the orchestral pieces that just remind you of giant waves sort of crashing over the the gates uh, of a boat or crashing onto rocks on the shore so we kind of knew it was going to go in a uh, it, it, talking about the ocean and and the tumultuous seas you know I was really happy with the way that came out you know with the lyrics and the way it all got tied together so I kind of like I think I'd probably say return of the storm you've already stated you're going to take Archon Angel out on the road are the plans to get over to the UK? Yes, we would really hope so. It's been, gosh, I, I, I think the last time I was in the UK was maybe one time with Circle Circle somewhere and then Sabotage a couple of times before that. So we really, I haven't really been able to get over to the UK as much as I wanted, obviously. But I think we really have a great chance to do that with Archangel. We're starting out small uh, in segments with the touring. So we played the first two shows on the ship with the 60 other metal bands, which was cool. And then, so that worked out pretty good. Now we're going to make a little uh, mini tour of Greece and Cyprus and Istanbul coming up in April. So that will get us another chance to play together and kind of take things in a logical fashion. Then after that, I think we can come back in August and do a couple of festivals and then Probably right after that would be the time that we would plan to do something to come over to the UK. So I definitely see it totally possible. And we've gotten a good bit more push in the UK on this record than I've seen probably in the past 10 years. So if there was ever going to be a time, I think we can capitalize on it for this album. So I'd love to, to try to make that happen and finally get over there.
you don't mind me saying, though, there is a definite sabotage feel to the release, for instance, like Gutter Ballet. How does that make you feel when I say that? That would, I could agree uh, in places. I, that's the first time I've heard it really compared to an entire uh, sabotage album, but I get it. It's got some piano. To me, it was a little bit maybe like an Edge of Thorns, you know, rehash uh, of the, the Fallen song in, in places. It, it kind of gave me that... Um, feel uh sort of but it's a completely different song so it just you know it kind of like gives flashes of it feels like certain things and then it kind of goes in a different direction and i hear a lot of different bands i hear a little bit of queens reich i hear a little bit of d uh, you know ronnie james dio <laughs> here or there i you know a little bit of black sabbath maybe a little bit and then i hear a lot of stuff that's i've never heard before uh in some of the more progressive the prog type feel of some of the stuff so it has a little bit of, it has a lot of the, you know, feel of paying tribute to a lot of the bands that we grew up with, Aldo and myself. Of course, Aldo is probably about 10 years younger than me, so I like the fact that it comes from a different generational perspective. And he's, of course, a huge Sabotage fan, so that's how you get that Sabotage influence in there, as long as it wasn't too over the top. So, I, you know, I hear time from time to time, but I, you know, I, I like the way that it, the twists and turns and the way it takes different directions. So it doesn't deep dive too deeply into that. But yeah, I can kind of see, you know, a little bit of, you know, some, a few things off gutter ballet being thrown in there. Sure. Everything about the album is amazing. Even down to the album cover. Did you have any involvement with the design and would you be having that framed in your home? Because it's a work of art, isn't it? Yeah. Oleg, uh, our artist from Russia. Okay. And you know, you'll see it on the credits and everything. Uh, he, he's, uh, done quite a bit of artwork around in the metal uh, music community. He's really great. He, he pretty much left it up to us. He had some early drawings that were real sketchy or, or you know, sketches basically, you know, kind of basic so that we could have the chance to get our input in there and say, you know, what should this, what should the Archon look like, you know? And then we kind of threw a couple of things we found online and we said, this is really just an idea, but what do you think? And together, me and Aldo and Oleg, you know, kind of like had to throw it to him because in, in the end, the artist is really going to have to be the one that's happy with everything and then comes back and presents what he really feels. So, he took it. We probably had about 25% opinion sessions uh, and idea sessions, and then 75% was thrown back to Oleg to, to produce the final product, which I feel is the way it should be with artists. And he did a great job, a brilliant job. And yeah, it, it, it's worthy of, of, of sticking up on the wall. And I think he did a good We had him listen to the music. So that was another thing. After listening to the demos as we were making the album, we kind of said, hey, we need to give you an idea of how this is sounding. So he kind of went off the early demos of the album, you know, the pre-mixes, the stuff way before it got mixed. And that's what he came up with by listening to the music. And I thought that was brilliant. I said, that's the way to do it. I'm a little bit younger than you. And of course, I remember buying the vinyl albums and then opening it, the whole excitement of getting a new album. And when he's still, yeah. there's still so much good artwork out there, you know, it is really sort of pleasing to see that, that's still happening what with the cds and digital music and everything it's good to see that the artwork is still as important what well, i think it is anyway don't you don't, wouldn't you agree 
Yeah, I you know, and there's a, there's a big tendency out there these days with the advent of the digital, you know, releases to not really put a lot of emphasis on artwork. But and we did have that discussion. You know, I realize that, and I even put that out there. You know, we were talking about stuff very early on before we even had Oleg on the project, and I was saying, well. You know, we're getting all these wild ideas. Aldo was sending me all kind of wild, like, fantasy-type ideas coming from fantasy art and all this stuff. And just, you know, we were just brainstorming. And I was like, I get it, but the people don't even really get a chance to see much artwork because everything's so small now. You know, it's the CD thing, or many people don't get even get CDs anymore. It's all just downloads and things like that. I'm like, how important is the art? And then he was like, well, I still think we should put, you know, good emphasis on it. And I said, me too. You know, I'm obviously of your age and older so i really know what you're talking about getting those albums and enjoying the large artwork that an album delivers and so we said you know what let's do what we've always done let's put a good emphasis on the artwork go find a good artist so he went out and found oleg in russia and you know it worked out great i'm very happy to see that i think i'm the devil's advocate sometimes i throw out questions that <laughs> are the burning question <laughs> but you know i in my heart, I want good artwork. So I was happy that we were able to, to get that done. Oleg did a fantastic job. And on that note, you just reminded me, I'm going to be asking the label to make a vinyl, to make a vinyl album of this album. And I hope that they will. I hope that they do a special limited edition vinyl. And that would make me so happy. That was my next question as well, because I was sort of like hinting at that. Yeah, I think I think that would be amazing. Um, even if they could even like do a poster insert or something like that, that would be just something. Yeah, I think they should do the entire album uh, as vinyl and put the artwork right on the front and maybe even a poster, like you said. So I'm going to be uh, talking to those guys this week. I mean, no, the beginning of next week. As we have a meeting anyway about radio uh, in the United States, you know, we're getting some radio airplay and stuff, which, which is fantastic. So I'm going to bring that up because, you know, I see a lot of people asking about it on Facebook and all the social media asking about, will there be vinyl? So I, I'm sure they've heard the question. They just need to kind of, we just need to sort of have a meeting about it. With Frontiers, how pleased are you with them? Because they do seem to have like a lot of super groups, like you said, like projects and that. And it's great to see that hopefully they're gonna, they are supporting you to go out on the road and everything. How pleased are you with their input so far? I think they're a hard-working label. They're aggressive. And I think they know how to have a successful product. And it's tough in the label business these days because, the, the, you know, gosh, the music business and the business of labels has changed just so drastically. Even in the last 15 years, it's just night and day. It's hard to make those adjustments and, you know, with everybody downloading everything, illegal downloads, I know it's getting a little better. It's getting a little harder to to just download illegally that have high quality, which is good. You know, they're making it where, you know, digitally, they got to make it harder to steal music. So I get it. It's getting there. Um, it has some ways to go. Again, it's great that we have the greatest fans that really just want to buy you know, at least a copy of it. And people are, it's working. It's kind of working on both sides. The labels are doing a better job of uh, preventing piracy. And also, I'm also seeing the fans of music, such as myself, you, everybody who is a purveyor of great music, that we're all a little more willing 
to not just download stuff and we're a little more willing to go purchase the product. So with those two things, I'm seeing a bit of an improvement and the labels are, you know, it's a hard job. You know, I think they're doing a great job so far of marketing and promotion. And I get it. You know, you got to say certain things to promote albums. And, you know, it might not be exactly the way we make records, but it's a science in and of itself. And, I, you know, they're working very hard. So I think they're doing a really good job. Can you remember the first time you ever played live and how it felt to have people watching you? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of those that I'll never forget, mostly because I felt like I was going to absolutely die. Uh, (laughs) Because I was in fifth grade, okay, uh, elementary school, and my friend, one of my good friends, David Campbell, who played the guitar in the band, okay, we were we were told a few months before, you know, that we had this talent show in the, at the elementary school. So my brother was nine years old, I'm ten years old, and my friend David is ten years old, and his big brother, Chuck, he's in high school. So we're talking about fifth graders, and then his big brother's like a junior in high school, so he's 17. He's like seven years older than everybody. So he comes up to us and said, I heard there's a talent show at y'all's school. You guess what? You guys are going to be a band, and I want you guys to go out and win the thing. So I'm going to tell you which instrument you're going to play. So we didn't even have a choice. I'm sitting there 10 years old. I was taking a few guitar lessons, but I didn't really enjoy it. So he goes, what do you want to do? And I said, get me on another instrument, please. This guitar stuff's killing me. He goes, okay, you be the drummer, but you're going to have to sing, too, because I don't have time to get another singer. So I said, okay, fine. So then he looks at David, okay, we know you play guitar, you're on guitar. Then he looks at my brother, who's nine years old, and says, you're going to play bass. Okay, so what do we do first? Okay, Zach, you go take drum lessons with my friend Larry over there, and he's going to show you a few things. So... I I took my first drum lesson and it went fine. It was so easy. He said, play this beat, play this beat. You got to get your feet doing this. You got to get your hands doing this. Okay, I got it. So we go to rehearse. Okay, he goes, look, I want you guys to play an Eagles song. Okay, so we're going to play this song, Lion Eyes by the Eagles. This is like 1977, I think is the year. All right, what else? I want you to play a Kiss song. I want you to play... Calling Dr. Love. And then I want you guys to play, I want you to be well-rounded, so then I want you to play a song by the Commodores, Brick House. So I'm like, okay. I can't really ever forget that, because so we get up there, and the first song I ever play in front of the, 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 the tent of the you know elementary school students, these are, you know, one first grade one through five. So we get up there, and we're ready to play Lion Eyes. So the curtain opens up. I'm so nervous that I almost drop my drumsticks, fall off the drum throne, and throw up at the same time. So, yes, I can never forget that, but somehow I held on to the drumsticks, and I went, one, two, three, four, and counted in and played. So once I got going, I was okay. I remember the song well, you know, so I get into it, you know, we do the little end, we get into singing it. But, yeah, I thought I was absolutely going to just 
pass out and like vomit all over the place. <laughs> I was like, it was horrible. But it was a little bit of stage fright. What happened was we played the songs, and then they go, the winner is the Aries Band. That was what we were called, Aries at the time. Okay. So we won the talent show. So then it went from feeling like you were going to be ill to all of a sudden feeling like, wow, now I've got the music bug. So that's how it all started for me. That's amazing. That's one hell of a story. <laughs> uh, so sort of similar thing then, talking about covers. If you could do a cover of any song, which one would it be and why? I was thinking the other day, you know, we got we were talking about Ronnie Dio and everything and his legacy and everything and died about 10 years ago. So I just started kind of playing through a bunch of records and I came upon this song, All the Fools Sail Away. And I think I would probably want to take that on. I think I would like to play that. I don't know why. I just got the bug. I'm like, wow, I'd like to kind of like do that one one day. Never have I performed it. But at this very moment in time, when you ask the question, I will say that's the song. Can you tell us why we should buy Fallen? I think there's a wide variety of good, you know, progressive metal on there. Um, it, it will go from progressive to just hard rock to, you know, melodic metal that people have come to expect from, you know, my career. Coming all the way through Sabotage, Circle to Circle, and now, you know, Archangel and even TSO stuff that I performed. I think it kind of encapsulates a little bit of everything. It has a lot of music from our past influences growing up, plus brand new stuff that's more indicative of the future. The next album will, of course, evolve away from being remnants of our uh, influences through the years and a little bit more into brand new territory, more progressive kind of stuff. I think people might want to pick it up to see this transformation and see how things are going to go from album to album. But I think this record just has a lot of cool songs that people would enjoy playing over and over again. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? Yeah, I just want to say thanks for all the support through the years, everybody in the UK. Um, we definitely got some work to do to come play live over there. And I think, you know, this looks like a really favorable time to get that together. So I'm really looking forward to getting over there. And to all the great fans in the UK who have been following me and everything I've done for 30 years. You know, so I really can't wait to get over there and see everybody face to face and shake some hands and just say, just say thanks. Hey, this is Zach Stevens from Sabotage TSO and Arkin Angel, and you are listening to the Metal Gods Meltdown. Crank it up. Just melt away I watch my life fade into the night My soul was led astray Here along the distant road Like memories and thoughts unfold The place where everything that was supposed to be awaits But life is full of forsworn lies Broken hearts and times that try The tree.
alone Not a star to light the way My legacy is still unknown But I'm closer every day I look into the future now I see thousand guarantees in how Anyone can change their course With the cost of life defrayed I don't know how my story ends But I'll try to remedy Broken and lost Seeking clouds